Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I'm here to tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby!
Back on silence. Unmuted. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Y'all, man. Thank you all for holding. I do apologize. This is Coach Kyer. The mic has been muted for like 15 minutes. Oops. Well, I guess we got a late start. Tonight, we're doing a special musical tribute 
to Sanyata Saraswati. It's his birthday, September the 5th. And birthday. I'm going to bring in a co-host. Hello. Sifu Otter, can you hear me? Yeah, I only got a few minutes on this phone. Call the house phone. Uh, all right, peace. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Call the house phone. I do apologize sincerely for having uh, the phone, the microphone on. Technical difficulties. I guess we better go ahead and proceed along with the show. Sanyata Saraswati was my teacher starting on July the 17th, 2001. Five years before, before that, I met this brother, but walked right by him. Tonight we're doing a, a musical tribute to Grandmaster Sanyata Saraswati. Because of the lives he's affected, the lives he's touched. Let me take it to a song real quick. That's what I need to do. Let me get myself back together here. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. closed so you internalize the energy completely so just close your eyes in order to go out you got to go within Tai Chi is my method of doing it it allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body and as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it and some marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual. Because it takes energy to be spiritual. It takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alcohol relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions have had after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime.
sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we're not talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, martial arts forms. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And instead of energy going out into the earth, it goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a heart to hear. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through uh, the thrusting channel in Tibetan. I mean, uh, in Chinese. Tibetan is called the Uma Channel, right in the center of the body. And we say that, well, I don't feel it, but you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it, because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it or, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? you made a decision to do something. Completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from our, the physical or the martial arts into the mental and spiritual things, it's it's not a three-day wonder, you know. It's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes. Very slowly. Peace, peace, peace. This is Coach Kaye, and we are back in the building tonight celebrating. Grandmaster Sanyata Saraswati's birthday, September the 5th, with a special musical tribute and family and friends and students, present, former, and future. We're all just having a good time tonight here at Original Native Radio. Please visit ShindaoEnergyArts.com, S-H-E-N-T-A-O-I-N-N-E-R-G-Y-A-R-T-S, ShindaoEnergyArts.com. To tune in, to zoom in to Grandmaster Sanyata's personal website. But tonight, we just coming in, chopping it up on his birthday. And um, what we're going to do is, like, just tell some stories about, we're just going to, like, listen to some music and see what mem- memories are tr- are uh, triggered. So I got a couple of uh, 
a couple of the students online now. I'm getting ready to pull them into the conversation and ask them about uh, some of the things that they heard and, you know, maybe how they met Senado. They want to tell a story or, or anything like that. Uh, my story was I had ran into Senada by accident almost in uh, 97, and then for only like 30 seconds, shook his hand and left. Five years later, I see him again after my father had um, contracted cancer, and I was going there to see can I learn how Senada had cured himself from cancer, and it was a wrap after that. I didn't know anything about Tantra before that or martial arts or nothing, and then it was like my whole life changed. So and I started meeting other people who had similar stories. They was like, yo, son, I was living a regular, ordinary life, and then after I met this guy, everything was changed. I got some healing. I started healing, and all kind of stuff went down. So that's how we're going to do it tonight. I got a Woo Banger lineup. I got a Woo Banger lineup set tonight. I got some Illmatic joints you might not have heard before. If you have heard them, then we know you in the click, because only special people even got copies of these right here. The first person I, uh, like I said, when I first found out about Sonyad, I started going to telling people. I was just like, yo, 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 yo. So these first three people that's on the line right now, uh, I just want to, um, I don't even know what order to bring them in because they was like one of the first three people I told. I was just like, yo, y'all got to come check this out, you know, for all kind of different reasons, you know. So uh, I think I'm going to come up with the cat who put the beat together first. Uh, Seafood Mantis. Uh, call from the 757. Your mic is open. What's going on? Peace. What's going on? What's going on? Peace, peace. We're just relaxing. We're just relaxing over here at Original Native. Yeah, I was hearing the joint you just played. You know, I, that came to me. Um, I heard that after my Cobra breath one time um, when we were staying in the cold. Well, not in the cold, but when we were staying in Winston. I heard that um, afterwards I called to Senyata and asked him if it was all right for me to incorporate it. And he guided me through the process, you know, with him. You just can't put it together and say, here it is. You know, there's a process. So he took me through the process, man. And that was just one of the, one of the joints that came out. So it was, um, like you said, it was a, a growing process for everyone involved. And while I'm here, I don't have much time, but while I'm here, I do also want to say thank you to you as well. As you just said, you know, I was, Luckily, I was one of the first people that you brought to the class or whatever. But with my nine years of studying with Senyata and my seven years of living with Senyata, um, if it wasn't for you, none of that would have been possible. You know, um, a lot of people have walked through the door that you opened, that you brought forth. And um, being one of the first brothers to cross those turning sands with you, and even at the times when you weren't there, um, you were always there. So your spirit is enormous, and uh, you touch a lot of people on the regular. It's a great responsibility, but it's a great honor, too. I just want to take the time on uh, to give you your just due. But um, being married now, these teachings have really been taken over. I really can't put it any more than that. And um, <laughs> allowing my wife and myself to go through these subtle doors, through these subtle chambers that the that Senora had brought forth in the early days, finally getting a chance to realize them. Um, 
it works on many different planes, not just the physical, the mental, the spiritual, but um, just creating a, a, a good family, a large, close, tight family, you know. Uh, that was my focus for, for getting involved into it and learning the arts. But once I got that in, ingrained into me, you know, these past three years since I've been away from Senyata, it's been definitely a growing experience. Um, it was like living with him was school every day, school training every day on different levels. He trained my heart more than he trained my body. But um, being able to live it now, I mean, it's a blessing beyond compare. You'll see the results of it as soon as I get down there to see you. But um, I have many gifts for you. But um, there's some more things that we have in the works as far as the the music is concerned. Right now, I'm in school getting my bachelor's so, in music production. So, um, uh, uh. it's just a, it's just a ever-going process, you know. But without you taking me to the master to learn it correctly and knowing when to say or when not to say, more importantly, when not to say what I know, um, it's it's definitely been a blessing, man. And I really, I really thank you. I really thank you. Hey, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, how how long have you been doing beats, making music? I know the answer, but I'm I'm, I'm this is a leading question. All right, I've been making music since '83, and um, been MCing since '83. So it's been 20 plus years in the making, you know. So. What was one of your experiences, you know what I'm saying, not only just when you heard that that beat, but can you remember times? Well, let me bring in somebody else. I don't want you to hog the mic up. Let me spread it around. <laughs> okay, I'm going go to go ahead and leave now. I've actually took my break from work to oh. make this call. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get back to my job. If you're still on um, after 1030, or as a matter of fact, I'll call you back because we need to connect on some other things, all right? Well, I just opened up Jay and Scotty's mic right quick. Well, peace, brothers. Just tell them I said hello, and I love them, and I'll be seeing them soon, too, especially Crane. <laughs> hey. <laughs> all, right. all right. I love y'all, brothers, man. I'll see y'all soon, all right? Peace. All right. All right, peace. Peace. Wow, wow, wow. Praying man, cheers, checking in in the building. Ooh, seafood otter, seafood Yo. owl in the building. What's happening? Nothing much. Making some vittles. <laughs> what do you um when you heard when you heard that song that uh that we just ran? What were some of the thoughts or some of your memories uh studying with Senyata when you heard that? The one that just went off. The one that just went off. Mm. You guys are sucking up, man. <laughs> How did I know you were gonna say that? <laughs> what's the, what's the story? What's the, what's what, what's the story behind that? Why does that story stick out? Because there's always because there's always room for improvement. Hmm. We all make mistakes. <laughs> we have to learn from them and try not to make the same ones. Don't get complacent thinking you know everything. Mm. Everybody gets from there. 
So you say it was so you say it was a song that maybe uh made you made you uh think about humility. Mm, I don't say it was just calming. So you internalize Word. Jay, what about you? Close your eyes. What Scotty say? No, what, uh, the song that just played. I mean, you know, the, when you know, I wanted to say something about, you know, the, you know, the fucking up. It's just like, you know, he just he just goes straight for the juggling and give it to you raw, uncut. So it can, you know, he is spiritual master teacher, but he don't he don't take you up in the clouds. You know what I'm saying? He makes sure you stay grounded. At all times, and that's using common language to the most, you know, intricate ways he can put things. But uh, but as far as uh, what I just heard, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just now coming into um, a lot of the things that he spoke about. You know, it took it took a long time for those seeds to start really sprouting, for real, for real. So. No, the heart opening up. Yeah, it's funny you said something about the heart. I'm gonna just ask you, you know, what I'm saying, just related from a tantric background and opening the heart up, and like what Scotty said, you know, uh, you know, discipline and you know, um, many ways of learning this art. You know, what are some of the things coming to your mind when he says you gotta do the work, man? It's, he said, it's, he said, just he said, it's not a weekend thing, man. It's there. You just gotta feel it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, <clears throat> it's like a prolonged, you know, it's, I thought we, I thought we were doing something, we was around that time, but it's now, when it's really starting to happen, like now is when a lot of people starting to really see the fruit of, you know, what we were doing then, and the continual, uh, Staying on the path in whatever way the path is for you, you know it's starting to spring forth. I mean, in ways I don't have enough time to say. I must agree. But I'm gonna tell you, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. Through, you know, people don't understand. You know, the the energy this gives you when you uh when you utilize these forces to 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 battle in life. You know, because life is a battle. You know, it's wars. Be fought everywhere and war inside yourself, you know, and and you conquer because it ain't just about peace, man. You know, you know, you you in spiritual arts about peace this and peace that, man. You got to go in to get your peace. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in in so many ways. You know, you got to go in against things that are against you and most of all your own self to get that heart of fire. Is what he talking about? And you got to face You got to face the darkest thing That you're going to face is yourself That thing that people don't want to that, that they don't want to attack in themselves And get that out It's usually for men It's around the heart center You know But one but one thing One, one thing about the way he talks And everything And the way he teaches Especially teaching us He taught us through songs also That we grew up on like he would mention something like Earth, Wind, and Fire, or you know the esoteric meaning of their songs, and he'll implement it into a practice. I don't know if y'all caught that before. Yeah. Frankie Beverly and Maze. Mm-hmm. 
the golden. I always talking about the golden time of day. He would he would take everything that we are into and flip it around through these esoteric practices to make it make practical sense. You know, in our everyday life. And you know, it's priceless. You can't. Uh, and then everything else we were into, it just fuels that to make you go down to the core of what it is that you're into. I got somebody else on the line just came in. Let me see what he feel about that, too. Caller from the 919. Your mic is open. What's going on? Namaste. Namaste. Ah, miles and miles Miles, what's going on, everybody? What's up? Everybody. <laughs> oh, Shucky Dubs. We got, we got Seafood Cypher in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Mantis just came on and, you know, gave me the big ups and was like, without me... You know, nobody, you know what I'm saying? He was like, man, I wouldn't have got there if it wouldn't have been for you. Well, I, 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 I turn around and say, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the cousin, then I guess none of us would have got there. You know what I'm saying? So I got to always say a uh, big shout-out to Sifu Cypher, who turned me on to Senyata. I done told that story probably a thousand times now, how I passed your little great Nova on Vandalia, coming down and you driving too slow. <laughs> That's what got the whole. Yeah. That's what got the whole thing started right there. He was moving. He he was patient. He was already enlightened already. I was in a rush. As soon as I passed him, I was like, "What? What?" And seeing the new Wapic tag on the front of the car, I was like, "Let me hit the brakes for a second. Hold on. Let me back up." And uh, it was a wrap after that. I tell people all the time. I said, my cousin was like, "Yo, this weekend, uh, Senyata gonna show how he cured himself of cancer." And I was like, man, that's some bullshit. Can't nobody do that. I said, like, how much it costs? He was like, $85. I said, here go 100 Keep the change. And it was over after that. <laughs> Cypher, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we running some tunes tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like some inspired mantis cuts. And then we just going to vibe out on them a little listening party. And then come back and like... Just, just like whatever thoughts come to mind that we want to share about this brother as we celebrate his birthday tonight. I know you got tons and tons and tons of thoughts. You know, uh, when you thought about it was being his birthday today, you know what I'm saying, what was one of the things that crossed your mind about, you know what I'm saying, your experiences of uh, lightening up? Because, you know, Wednesday night, this is my Illuminati money show. So, so a lot of times we talk about money and how we treat money and think about money and prosperity, but I always tell people, you have to lighten up. And I got that from Senyata. You got to lighten no, I, up to be enlightened. Yeah, so, that was uh, that was probably one of the uh, uh, main main lessons I probably would find myself repeating that I got from Senyata more than anything was uh, the uh, definition of enlightenment is to lighten up. So, if I, and if, as far as it being his birthday, I mean, um, you know, can't nobody party like Sonyata, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that part. I didn't, I mean, there's no argument. We ain't going to argue. Like, we ain't going to that right there. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I mean, you know, birthday, you know, I, I just remember just, you know, having a good time and, and not taking, you know, living every YOLO, living every day like it should last. <laughs> Little Wayne style. 
I mean, if it applies, it applies. It don't matter who it comes from. <laughs> well, it's a lot of um a lot of stuff about um right now a lot of people trying to get into a lot of tantra. And you hear I hear a lot of talk about it and um as as, as we all know, uh Senyata's from uh old school. As soon as you hear the name and meet the person, it's old school. It's not it's not nothing, you know, uh late and great like Windows 7. So we had a different um, upbringing than a lot of the things that we hear um, about or see books that are written about. And um, I wanted to rock this next song real quick and um, and see what y'all think, you know what I'm saying, and, and just let this stir up some energy uh, for real quick. So when we come back, I want you to just tell me, like, your thoughts on Tantra, you know what I'm saying, and and. and how how that may have played a role in your life, as much as you want to share now, because I know all three of you are the most tight-lipped cats in the world. In the world, I'm I'm lucky to even have y'all on the show. But you know, whatever y'all want to share, you know what I'm saying. Don't be too too vague. You know, get some specifics out that that may be able to help somebody too. You know what I'm saying. Maybe from a teaching perspective. But I want to run this joint right here, and uh, then we're gonna come back and uh, get some uh, thoughts on it. Um, I'm called Sunyata Saraswati. That was the name that my teacher gave me. And it was very interesting because for many, many years I felt that it didn't fit my personality. Um, by being Virgo in nature, I had a very inquiring mind about how the spiritual path worked and how that I could translate this into Western terms so we can help each other grow. And I might as well say this right now, there aren't any students here. We're all teachers in the That's the bottom line. No students here. Because as you practice these techniques and develop and grow, it's Father G's wish that you share with other people. My grandmother took me to see and he took one look at me with just and some of the uh, literature I gave you can read that later. But he took one look at me and told my grandmother, she said, um, he cannot be a real bond. Now a real bond is what we call the bhakti path It's pure surrender to the thousand force and to allow that divine more devotional chanting, surrender and service. And he knew basically, I guess, psychically from his interpretation of whatever he sensed in me, that I was not a veteran of the Constitution. So he sent me to study with my first what we call root guru. That's your guru that brings you up on the spiritual path in the beginning. He took me to Shilaji, Temple of Kriya Yoga in Chicago. And from him, I was initiated into what we call the Kriya Jyoti lineage. Jyoti means knowledge or divine light. So basically, working through my particular personality and intellectual abilities or whatever, that I was trained in all the various esoteric aspects of Kriya. Not just the Kriptan, the singing and dancing, celebration, but the technology, the inner technology of how and 
why creating things. Not just that it works, but how and why. And for many, many years, I went through a struggle of learning that Kriya Yoga, the way I was taught, was the path of a will. And that kept me off balance. So we have to learn how to balance the power of a will with the power of surrender. And for 20 years, going back and forth to India, I went through this battle of saying that I am doing this. And eventually you realize that it's doing you. And I was very fortunate to meet my first Tantra career teacher that initiated me into sexual spirituality using the area of to take yourself on a much more accelerated path after what we call the God's coupling with your beloved in a very, very spiritual way. And I found that that was okay, but I still couldn't surrender to what we call the put it in the life It was still lodged in the Darshan. Always buzzing and generating, but I had no real technology to start using energy. And my guru, Paramahansa Satananda, very, very eclectic uh, Tantra Kriya master. And in India, if you've been to India, you know that once you have aligned your energy to one guru, that's your guru for life. Well, Satananda said, Sinyata, you go and you study. Everybody from all the different cultures, whether it's Taoism, Jainism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and see where there is a common chord that binds them all together. And he said, But before you do that, I want you to go meet somebody. And he sent me to a place called Pune. And I met Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. At that time, he was still a college professor. He was in And Satananda said, I have opened up your mind. I want you to meet somebody to open up your heart. And I went to meet Bhagwan. And he took one look at me and he hit me in the chest. And the path of surrender started to manifest in my being. Up to that time, I had resisted it totally. The verbal intellect would not allow me that type of surrender space at this time in my life. He could not initiate me in what they call this in order because I'm a member of a Saraswati order. Saraswati is the goddess of arts, learning, sciences, prosperity. And I chose that as my idealized image to work through. Because I feel that we as human beings on this physical plane, those are the attributes that we're constantly trying to develop in our own consciousness. So I became a sannyasin of the worship of a god, Saraswati. Now that one right there, 
that one right there get at you right there. When I um, I mean anybody can jump in anywhere. Just but for me, it was like knowing like all of that massive of information was just sitting in front of me, and I didn't even realize like you know what I was even studying from. You know to realize that kind of lineage was already there. Uh, Cipher, uh, Larock, anyone y'all want to jump in? Um, I'm gonna say, uh, first of all, like, uh, going on what you just said, as far as Sonyata is concerned, personally, I didn't know, uh, who he was either, and I had been studying with him for a couple of years. It wasn't until I had went out and, uh, had been around other, um, so-called masters, and they would, you know, of course they ask, well, who's your teacher? And I'd say, Sinyata, Sinyata. And they would, and the look on their faces would be like, like, you know, like, do you you know who you're studying with? And I was like, honestly, I didn't. But, you know, you could tell that, you know, it was a position that a lot of other, like, and these are other teachers. These aren't other students I'm talking about. You know, these are other teachers that sitting here wishing that they had a chance to, uh, be in the position that I was in So that was a blessing uh, Definitely in itself And uh, as far as Tantra Like for thousands of years You've had um, Tantra And for thousands of years You've had Kriya Yoga But Sunyata was the first one To be practicing Tantra And decide to Take a Kriya Yoga breath in the, While he was practicing his Tantra So uh it brought a whole new dimension to, and it worked. So it brought a whole new dimension to the esoteric path that <clears throat> that didn't exist before. And then, so now you see a lot of. I won't go into any names, but you see a lot of other teachers and other uh, books and things of that nature coming out. But they are they they're coming out like you know basically like Johnny Come Lately, like he had already set a foundation for that type of practice, but. Um, yeah, he definitely changed the game. <laughs> <laughs> I must agree. I remember the first time I met met him, I kind of knew who he was. He definitely knew who I was. I was coming home from work. He was like, you must be Scotty. I'm like, you got to be Sunyata. Mm-hmm. About two weeks later, I was in class. It was Halloween 2001. And the funny thing is, I realized that when things really started working, like Cypher was saying and Jay was saying, like after you leave, you start to see the fruition of things. Like I've been, see, I've been back home for maybe a little bit over a year now, but had it was a time I had no money, beating a bag of rice, um, drinking green tea, walking about six miles, go to the library and back, trying to find a job, still looking for that. But anyway, I decided to go into myself, just do the work, do the work, do the work. And like Sinatra said, marvelous things will happen. I wrote a small book. They didn't charge me to print it or publish it. I saw somebody I had not seen this millennium that I love with all my heart. And I don't know, still kind of rough. A lot of things I still have to do. A lot of people may think they've been might have been left behind, but I'm working on still getting things together, and it's always together, man, as Sunyata would say. It's all about doing the work. 
and watch what happens. Mm. We got somebody else on the line from the 919-672. Your mic is open. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the 919-672. Your mic is open. Yeah, it was me. I, um, I got disconnected and had to call back. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, yeah. all right. Uh, Cypher missed this joint right here. I wanted to, like, warm this up one more time. I'm going to do a little small listening party on this one. About 30 seconds. And what comes to mind when you hear this right here? Attention! Attention! Sipu Cypher, what uh, what comes to mind, you know, what kind of thoughts come to your mind when you hear that beat right there and you think about Senyata? And I was talking about earlier, like, it was always some rhythm he was teaching all the time. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say 100% African Kung Fu. <laughs> for me. For you? Yeah, yeah, for me, African Kung Fu and Mata G, yeah, as far as rhythm, that's where I learned, uh, I got to give a lot of uh, respect to Mata G as far as uh, teaching suppleness and things of that nature. But definitely, when I think of those, I think of them two in, in a tandem when I when I hear that, and I think of African Kung Fu. <laughs> two great teachers. Jay, but, what uh, about Jay? What about you, Jay or Scotty? I think it's the other thing. Yep. Right side out, and I think it's Yana saying, "Mantis, warm him up, and he take us through it. You don't start till you break a sweat." <laughs> mm. Jay, you said for you it was what? Right side out. I said jab and punch, and I have to concur and say it was first thing was definitely African gung fu. You know, making sure. I mean, he was a teacher to making sure, even though the banner of most of the stuff that we learned had, uh, let's say, oriental origin, like the animals. He was like, well, where did all the animals come from? You know, make sure we are still keeping in mind some of the things. And then when you added the African Kung Fu into the picture, it just put the rhythm bit. Because, you know, when you're doing uh, some of the, you know, forms, any of the tiger, leopard, or crane forms, there is a particular rhythm that Asian world do but there's like our rhythm is different than the way they do their rhythm so when he taught us African Gung Fu it just put another rhythm spin on everything that we did I mean to me everything changed at that point when I learned how to incorporate even with Tai Chi there's a subtleness there's a rhythm that's always playing and it's like a soulful rhythm that we would think of when it comes to dancing you know, and listen to the African drums and these rhythms of, of those natures, you know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> so that's what that synthesized in my mind at that moment. This question is for all three of you. As martial artists, 
where do you rank African gum food in effectiveness in your repertoire? Anybody can jump in on that one. Rank. I don't know if you can rank. <laughs> yeah, I say know. it is it is like it's like uh, I would say it is uh yeah, it's the it's the rhythm. It's the most powerful essence of rhythm because you got vibration, you got rhythm, you got polarity, you know, you got all the different aspects. But when it comes down to this circular orbing power that moves in a rhythm and oscillates, that you must have in everything. So it's like a, you know what I mean? Like to take it out once you have it, you're missing a heartbeat or something, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm 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 uh I'm definitely gonna agree with that because there's a reason why and I and I remember going to uh these different Kung Fu camps with all these different uh seafoods and masters and things of that nature. And <clears throat> when we would do uh, the African Kung Fu as a warm up they could they could not believe that that, that was just a warm up. <laughs> the point of it the point of it is is that uh no matter what we do after, if we don't do nothing else, this is what this is what was done. So it's definitely, like they said, it's, it's definitely the cornerstone. So I, I'm going to say definitely it's the, uh, it's kind of like the missing link, the art that's the missing link between, because if you can effectively uh, practice and utilize the African gun food, you can effectively use Kundao, or you can effectively use, you can effectively effectively use Bagua or any of these other uh, fighting arts because you have, like I said, that rhythm because it was, in essence, it's just dancing, really. And if you had never learned the martial application of it, it would have just still been just a dance. You would might not have known what you were doing. Exactly. <clears throat> For me, you're right. I've seen not only just other martial artists, but like cheerleaders. I had a group of cheerleaders one time doing African gun food, and we only took them about six minutes, and I thought I was going to lose all of them. So. And can I say also that I have never, only, and I have never been in a in a, in a purely Shindao, you know, when I say a purely Shindao class, I mean uh, a class with nothing but Sunyata students, and I've never seen any of them get tired doing African gun food. But I have seen <laughs> Seriously, but I have seen, I mean, not like I've seen other people, like, purely, truly, and truly exhausted and hurt, you know. <laughs> I've never seen that. So it was, it was a shock to see how, because, you know, we're doing African gun food, and, and, and to us it's like, okay, what's next? And, you know, to other people it's like, next? I thought that was it, you know. So it's, it's definitely a... it's definitely like a, a ace in the hole, secret weapon, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Whoa I got another jam for you right here Y'all ain't ready I'm telling you I'm telling you We gotta go to this one right now though Because This is our This is our key This was the key right here For me It took me like So long to get this one But You know I'm gonna run this one down I'm gonna see what y'all think And this right here May break the boat open Okay, the first thing we're going to do is a white crane form to open up all the joints, ligaments in the body. 
So we're just going to do it real nice and slow. The main thing that I want you to focus on is feeling how your body and how the meridians start to open up by just doing this real short form, okay? That's basically it. You're opening up to the heavenly force, looking through your pyramid, sending the energy down to Mother Earth. You become the Bodhisattva. You bow. You open yourself up to all possibilities. And that's the essence of a crane. The crane from the symbol of the I Ching means contemplation. So it's a meditative type of energy that we're going to be working with. Okay? Like, there's, there's many systems of Tai Chi in, in different schools. Um, this one comes out of Tibet. And their whole thing was compassion, bodhisattva, bow, bow to humanity. But first of all, you got to have compassion for yourself before you give it to anybody else. And that's why we do this for them. Okay? So we'll start <clears throat> opening up to the heavens. Down the Mother Earth, honoring all humankind, opening yourself up to all possibilities. White frame, stroke the swing, opening up. Come into the heart, cross the hands, wash your face, and discharge. Now rocking with the best. Gonna just open all the mics back up. Sifu Cipher, Sifu Otter, Sifu J. That's that white crane. Anybody want to jump in on that? Because I can just talk about that all day. Um, 
uh, I remember like the very one of the very first lessons that I learned was, um, and I quote: "No matter what you learn, the Tibetan white crane is the foundation of any high level art." Period. You read my mind. I was just going to say, Sanyata said, and I quote, the Tibetan white crane is the foundation of your tantra. Mm. Wait a minute. Because you can't, you can't do tantra if you're weak, man. you got to open up these energy paths yeah. in your body. Yeah, you got to open up your meridians first. Or you'll blow your wig. Wait a minute, yep. wait a minute. <clears throat> wait a minute. I can't just come in off the street and just start doing tantra just because I read some books. That's what most people think they're doing. But they're not. Because, let me tell you something. They're just fucking. If you are, if you, like, to say, say that you're taking a person that has practiced Tibetan white crane for, say, uh, two years straight and have opened up all their meridians, and you take another person that's just been practicing, like, half-heartedly, or maybe just practicing a different art that doesn't open up the meridians, and they take... Ten breaths. The, the the blood and the chi flowing through the person who's been practicing Tibetan white crane is going to be so vibrant. But the other person may think, like Scott said, they may think that they are experiencing chi, but there are levels to uh, what these experiences are. And a master can tell what level you are about what experiences you're having because Sometimes it can get so intense trying to uh, generate internal energy that if you don't have the foundation of something like a Tibetan white crane, you you can it and it has happened. You know, you can burn yourself out literally. So it's definitely essential. Now, when you say burn yourself out, <clears throat> what exactly are you talking about? Specific? That's literally. That's, that's and, literally. Right. Literally. <laughs> Right. Whoever's listening on the computer, turn your speakers down. Whoever's on the computer, turn your speakers down. That might be you, Jay. No, I'm on the phone. I'm on a landline. Oh, well. I'm not on the computer. Oh, okay. (laughs) Might be me. (laughs) I have to turn mine down. Um... What I was just saying about White Crane, man, is you're right, man. And, and so if Tantra is a science of life and an energy management system, and he told us that White Crane was the foundation of my Tantra practice. <laughs> so you know, that's just, that's mind-blowing, man. That's, that's my, I remember when I used to call Cypher on the phone because I'd be stuck. I was just stuck on the on the white on one part. I'd just be on the phone trying to find out what's what's after this move right here. What's after this move right here? Back. Back. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanna ask all of y'all from listening to the word back, you know what I'm saying? What did you, when you hear the word back, what does that mean to you? I mean what kind of memories do you have of Senyata when you hear the word back? <laughs> Start all over again. <laughs> I remember, I can remember, um, and because I was there so long, 
it basically just been it's not for you. Back a lot of times it wasn't really for you. It was for some, like a newer student, you know, <laughs> that was trying to keep up, and he would just and he would and instead of and like a lot of times. I've noticed a lot of people when they're trying to learn one of these Tai Chi forms or any of these, these arts, they want to tell you how they should learn the form. <laughs> you see, you know, they want to ask questions and, and things of that nature. But he would just say back. And that's what you did. You just went back. You And he would tell you, you know, he wouldn't even, I mean, I remember I, there's been times he wouldn't even acknowledge a question. I may ask the question and it did not even get acknowledged. Just like that. Go back to the beginning. And that's just a uh, uh, a point in life anyway as far as the way he'd like to teach because sometimes there has to be a systematic order in which you learn things, you know. You have to crawl before you walk, you know, so you have to get the first step first. Then you can get the second step. Hmm. <clears throat> And what other teacher, uh, when they say back, <clears throat> because when, cause when, I mean, I found myself even in recent times when I'm doing a form, I go back. And it's not because I did it wrong. It's because, like, for instance, opening up to all possibilities and, and when you bring the energy back down, I got to go do it again because of what just took place. I noticed a lot of times he would say go back because of what's taking place. We need more of that particular aspect of the form for whatever reason for that day, or somebody needs more of opening up all possibilities. So he'll say go back really for, like, a specific part of the form, but it ain't because nobody did it. It's, sometimes it's because people did it wrong, of course. But the other thing was you need more of opening up all possibilities because not only are we doing a form, but we're embodying a prayer. We're embodying a, a energy that we're going to take through life because the problem with people, especially people that use that word, we're in the conscious community and I'm spiritual, all of that. It's like if you're not opening up to embrace the all, and my brothers from the Nawapian world know what I mean by the all. It means all possibilities. It means all things are possible, literally, and we actually do the embodiment and become the embodiment of opening up to all possibilities. Because if you call yourself spiritual and you call yourself uh, conscious of conscious of what, you know, and then it's like, are you willing to open up any possibility that come your way to, to open your mind up, to contemplate like the crane, you know what I'm saying? So it was like any level you want to take it to from the from – just going back to doing it again, or you want to take it to, you must embody more of this part of the form today. I mean, that's how masterful he was and is. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I want to say one thing about also when you say you can fry yourself, when you can uh, burn yourself out, that is, I want to say that's literal because we got a nervous system which is 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 moved by electrical force. Spirit is electrical in nature. Chi is electrical, magnetic in nature. And if you, just like if you take a 12-gauge a, a cord and you try to run 220, um, you know, you know the, the power that comes from your energy uh, 
from your power company is 220 to your house. And if you got the wrong power cords running through, you're going to burn your circuits out your house. So if you got blockages in your power system, it's going to blow it up. And that's how it is when you try to do high-power arts, like, a, like something like Tantra. You will burn your circuit, you will blow yourself up, and you can end up in a crazy mm-hmm. hospital, straight up and down. Or you can end up having a heart attack, or you can have aneurysm. All these physical things, manifestations that take place from burning your circuit. That's why it's the safest modality in getting people to open up to their um, opening up the circuits and open up your meridians because it's literal. <laughs> it ain't no figure of speech. A lot of people hear these these levels of talk and they think they're figures of speech. But that's one thing why he was so effective because he grounded us and made sure we knew stuff was, things were literal, like it was a literal happening not no hocus pocus, you know. So it's that's white crane for the, anybody ever want to learn it. You want to embody, embody concepts. If you want to embody these concepts, you do that form. You learn from somebody, find them, and, and learn that form, and you will embody a concept and become it into your life if you allow it to. Mm. And something I find that. <clears throat> is amazing too is that it comes from the heart. Well, a lot of time with the crane of being in its head, like thinking and thinking and not feeling and being, we'll say he'd say you're craning it, man. The crane is expressing from the heart. And like Jay was saying, you have to ground yourself. And just like with the cobra breath, where first you get rid of all the stuff from your lower self before your heart opens, or you're in for a world of hurt and trouble. And if and where most people go when they think about tantra is second maybe third center after survival, like procreation, it's strictly for the pleasure. Then it goes up to the solar plexus. I'm going to power. How can I? How can I do more? How can I get more? How can I make this more powerful for me? And think it's that they're going to their heart because I, they think they love somebody, and don't have the clarity of what love is. And that the effects of Tantra aren't necessarily when you're making love. It's a component of it. Like Sunyata would say, on one hand he'd say, Tantra's not about fucking man. And on the other hand is, this is about fucking man. (laughs) But remember, the Dalai Lama is a Vajrayana Tantric practitioner, been celibate all his life, before people get a misconstrued notion of Tantra means... How can I have this pleasure? Or how said, can I make everything more? That's a byproduct. Hold on. You said something about the Dalai Lama. I had to open up uh, Seafood Cypher's mic. Uh, when you hear about the Dalai Lama, and uh, we got we got two other we got two other artists in the building too. I'm going to bring them on, but I just want to uh, Seafood Cypher. He wanted to make any comments about the White Crane and Tantra and the Dalai Lama. Well, I don't. Really, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I don't really know a lot about the Dalai Lama uh, per se. But as far as uh, the, the Tibetan White Crane and the Dalai Lama is concerned, I mean, I would imagine 
in some form, maybe not the exact same form, I'm not going to say that it's the exact same form or the exact same practices that we do, but I would imagine that in that particular system that he was raised in, um, you know, because they choose the Dalai Lama as a child and teach and teach him, you know, whatever they feel that that position should know, the person in that position should know. I would imagine he has, that was one of the foundations of, of the Dalai Lama's practices, only because of my experiences with the Tibetan white crane and experiencing other high-level arts. And I know for a fact, like, I can have a conversation with a particular uh, Sigun or Sijo and instantly separate myself by what he, I tell him I have experienced with this art. <laughs> and then he'll know, and that's how they that's how they judge who's at what level. You know, they ask, that's why at the... So at the end of every class, Sonyata always asks you, what did you experience? And everybody's, you know, given what they experienced, what they're looking They are looking for specific answers because this is a scientific system, and in any science, the results are repeatable. So there's there's specific experiences that if you've been practicing uh, Tibetan white crane or tantra, especially something like the cobra breath, and Kriya Yoga, then there are certain experiences that you will have. I'm not saying they're exact same. They're not going to be the exact same experiences as the Dalai Lama, but you can rest assured that you share something with someone like the Dalai Lama, or if it, or or just say, or as another example, just to tell you what I when I talk about Sunyata. I mean, it may be something as simple as uh, like Kundal. It may not even be Tibetan white crane, but you know that okay, this particular form of of Kundal was taught to um, the Indonesian royal family or the Tibetan the Tai Chi ruler. You know that this was kept secret until the 1950s, and it was only taught to the Chinese royal uh, family before the communist invasion. So it's just one of those things that just shows that there is something that you have in common with all great masters if you practice these arts, whether you're the Dalai Lama or you're uh, Sifu Kair on the radio show. You know, there's that part of your life that's that's common. For sure. Let me um, <clears throat> let me bring in some yin energy right quick. Uh, call it from the 252-572. The white-headed snake is in the building. Peace, everybody. What's up? Hello, my love. <laughs> What's up to everybody? Hey there, Nicole. Nicole. Yo, yo, yo. So, can you hear me, Nicole? I can hear everybody. Nah, that's Nicole. Serena. That's Serena. All day long. <laughs> oh, my God. Namaskar. 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 Yo. Yo. So, what's the difference between Namaste and Namaskar? Um, <clears throat> when they say Namaste, it's more like widely used, basically more north from northern India. And Namaskar is more of a personal feel from southern India. We actually saying you bow down to the light, the divine light that you see in the person. You say Namaste. Mm. Nice. Well, 
It looks like we um definitely um talking about our experiences. Um, I uh, I guess experiences through you know what Master Grandmaster Senyata has given us, and um, I know when I first was interested, well not even interested, but introduced to Shindao, Jonathan came to me and gave me an invitation, and I went to a class and I loved it, and then just great things just started happening, and then a lot of situations started happening, but I know within myself. I just became more in tune with me, and it just added to the foundation that was already there, and it was just very powerful. Um, and so I, I definitely will never forget what I, what I've been, you know, blessed with. Um, Good stuff. I got some. I got some for you. I was going to ask you to tell us about like your experiences with the white crane, but. I want you to listen to something. That's what I'm doing tonight. I want everybody to listen to this next track. And then I'm going to play it for about two minutes. And then I'm going to come back and see what resonates with you. But I'm glad Serena came in to hear this right here. We're going to see if uh, we can get any kind of a snake energy out of her on this right here. I remember coming to class, practicing so many different riffs. Serena, when you hear that, like, what kind of class comes to your mind right there? Or what kind of art, or just, just, just what comes to mind, or, or your memory? Well, honestly, the the women's class more so. I mean, I can say the Tai Chi, but when we had our women women's meeting. That's what we were focusing on, definitely bringing out the feminine energy within each one of us. And that was, like, I know you guys weren't in on it, but I know y'all were doing some of the stuff, you know, um, as far as loosening up your joints and learning how to move your hips. Yeah, but that was, <laughs> woo, mm, the best, the best. <laughs> I mean, I never moved like I moved when I did those movements before I got to that. You know, it allowed me to really express the feminine aspect of who I am, and I'm still working on that. So that's what I think of. Now, you are also an artist. Uh, How has um, engaging these arts and these studies uh, changed you or enhanced you um, or how you look at your art form? Well, of course, everybody knows, you know, I play saxophone, so breathing has a lot to do with it, and I'm able to to be able to manipulate the breath to be able to, you know, push that throughout to people, 
um, as far as being on the stage, um, just like the movements, the, the undulations, being able to be free on the stage. Um, Jay knows it because he's right there with the buddies. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? And, you know, he's seeing, seeing it come out. Um, just, you know, being able to look at people, talk to them, charisma, you know. And that's that's the main thing that, you know, I think Senyata was trying to get us to, to bring out, that divine light that's within us, you know, to let it um, be nurtured and nourished so that we can understand who the God is within us. Mm. Cypher, Jay, Otter, anybody want to hop on this beat right here? Golden Cobra. <laughs> That's Serena, the Golden Cobra. I'm not gonna call it the White Headed Snake. That's the Golden Cobra. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Cipher, would you uh, when you hear this, what what comes to mind? Uh, the first, the, uh, the, honestly, the very first thing that uh, came to mind, of course, was uh, Snake Stepper. Ooh. And um, I don't know if that was because of the song or because of Serena. Was, I don't know. But the combination made me just, it's just so much. <clears throat> there's so many different aspects that if you just was to just take one, you know, whether <laughs> it's, you know, you it, you could just do the snake step. I mean, you could just do Bakwa. You could just do uh, Tiger Style or whatever. You could just. You could have just did one thing and been great at it, and been great in life at one thing. And I think uh, just from what I've seen as well, I think a lot of the struggle with a lot of students was not uh, – it wasn't necessarily that the practices were difficult or that it was uh, too much to do, more so than they were just confused at what it was they wanted to do. And then you just – you know, you guys don't have to so much time in, in the day. And I saw a lot of people from from different backgrounds all struggle with that same particular thing. It's like, well, what do I do? And then they, that was like one of the main questions I know that you know, I used to get all the time. Well, what what do you think I should do? Or what what should I do? And I and I say that to say, out of all the things that I uh, wish that I had remembered. Because I have forgotten a lot of things, and snake stepping is one of them. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Wow! 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 I got that for you, though. Don't even worry about it. I got that for you. I got that. That's that's a a crazy thing. Everybody got something, so somebody else forget. Me and Serena been doing uh, white headed snake in Durham in front of the restaurant. There was a little piece in there. I was like, mm. <laughs> but I mean, I, oof! You talking about breathing through your spine, sides of yeah. your spine, back of your spine? That's like white-headed snake will get you there. And um, snake stepping definitely, of course, the star power. Them little foot kicks. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the recoiling in the hands, oh, my God. <laughs> but not only that, like, I mean, honestly, 
that doing those forms allowed me to really be able to handle um talk to people, you know, like I came when I came to class, I really didn't do a lot of talking, and so I was just really observant of a, a lot of things that just went on. And I was just like, well, what's going on? Okay, I like this. I like to do this, but I didn't ask questions. And now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, I'm older. I'm 30. I'm like, okay, I, I, I've gained, well, I'm more mature now, you know, and I'm able to to look at something and say, well, what is that? Or challenge a question or, you know, definitely respect, you know, Grandmaster Senyata, but, you know, now it's just like, okay, with my peers, with you all, like, what is this? What is that that's going on? You know, so that that was amazing. And I believe, I am to believe that med- through meditation and these forms, physically doing the forms, is just it just came out. It's just like, hey, how y'all doing? I'm here. And maybe Jay will tell y'all this or not, but, like, we did, um, we were trying to do Golden Body in this group. Um, and, you know, there was a just one song that I was doing, and, I, you know, Jay and Santos saw it. They were like, yo, okay, we see a tiger and we we see a snake coming out on the stage. What's going on? You know what I mean? But, I mean, just it's just power in these forms. It's power in meditation. It's power to be enlightened, to be shown something that we know we've been a part of for millions of years, but now what was lying dormant can be awakened, you know. And so that's that's some goodness. I got somebody I want to bring in on that note right there. Caller from the 252. I think we got the other good doctor in the building. Uh, your mic is wide open. Caller from the 252257. Who is this? All right, Namaste. And that's to all my Shindown brothers and sisters. Namaste. All right, all right. Peace. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Is that Dr. Eileen Bay in the building? Yeah, peace. Man, you could, uh, uh, Doctor Aleem, you could be doing a whole lot of other things tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how did you just so happen to uh, fall up over here tonight on the Grandmaster's birthday? So you know the deal. I saw you posted, and I had to say something about it as far as wishing him a happy birthday. And then, of course, um, um, you said you was getting ready to do this show, and um, you know, sure, I was there for three years, so I, I better come on. <laughs> I know that's right. What? A- what do you think about um, some of the music that you've heard tonight? You know what I'm saying? Like in your experience, like that snake track that we just had playing. Well, I mean, you could I could call it a whistle or a flute or something like that. Right. You know, what uh, What came to your mind as far as your memories, you know what I'm saying, when you heard that? Oh, I remember Sanyata, um, Grandmaster Sanyata, teaching my wife um, how to um, move her hips, um, how to, um, you know, do the own um, woman um Sciences there, you know the swimming dragon was one of them, and um, he was teaching her. And then of, um, of course, um, uh, make me think about um, you know when we was um, you know of course you know the dance back in there was called the faggot, but um, you know when we was you know when oftentimes um, you know we do the um chi walk, you know um, make me um, take my mind back to that too. So you know there's, there's many things that take my mind back to, and of course um, the snake. You know, um, when we um, get into class and we um, did the um, snake um, salute, so, you know, uh, it's it's just many things. It it was a lot of things, so no doubt. Since since you have been, um, what is one of the things that even sticks out 
from your, you know, experiences and your interactions with Senyata, like since I mean, even I would say give us give us something that stands out while you were prep while you were currently studying with Senyata and now maybe now in your everyday life where you may look at something even differently now than when you originally got it. Shoot, I mean, um, I was just with Senyata back in um, um, April um, at the Life um, Expo um, for two days. So, um, shoot, he was still teaching me. <laughs> Matter of fact, the whole room, so he went over um, quite a bit of, um, um, you know, he did the um, Cobra, um, um, well, he called, the, he called it a Cosmic um, Heaven and Earth. In which that um he showed, and I mean, so many different techniques he showed um over those last, you know, over those two days while we was there, you know, um, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. So when I think about um Grandmaster Sanyata, I think about the fact of um, um, I'm like um Serena, I didn't really speak much, you know, so he would oftentimes look at me and say, "Why don't you say something?" And I said, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking, I'm learning. I'm, I'm here not to, you know, do a lot of talking. I'm here in order to learn. You know what I'm saying? I got to empty my cup so I can fill that shit, you know, fill that shit up. That's <laughs> what you got to give me. <laughs> you know, so that's what I remember a lot of, too. That's what's up, man. I mean, because I know that you uh, get a lot of people calling you. I know you got an online uh, Qigong class. With uh, people like all over the United States uh, uh, getting involved in that, how uh, what kind of reactions do you hear from people? You know, once you uh, share with them the, uh, some of the white crane qigong. Oh man, shoot! Actually, what I do, I show them your video that you got on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do, brother Kaye. I take them straight to you, Sifu. <laughs> you know, and I say, um, um. Uh, make sure you download this and practice this every day. <laughs> exactly. You know? So um, that's that's how we do that, you know. And so, um, you know, um, when they practice it, you know, of course, they feel the tingles and the opening of the meridians. They feel, um, you know, various, you know, chakras become illuminated or, you know, they feel, you know, a lot of things during those particular practices, you know, um, you know, the... Um, White Crane is, you know, is serious, you mm-hmm. know. Um, shoot, I mean, even today, if I just do one or two steps of it, I start tingling all over, you know. I mean, that's just one or two steps. That's not the whole sequence, <laughs> you know. So that's how powerful it is. Mm. We don't have enough people doing the White Crane. That's my opinion. No, we don't. It, we don't. Matter of fact, I've been looking all over the Internet and, you're the only one who have anything posted on it in which that, you know, really, you know, deals with it from, you know, from the, from, you know, that short, compact, concentrated form, you know, in which that Master Sanyata taught us. Well, I don't think it's out there nowhere. Sifu Cipher, Sifu J, Otter, why can't anybody find that Tibetan white crane? It's a temple form. It's not giving out like candy. Exactly. I'm going to have to go with Cecil uh, Scotty on that one. It's definitely. And the main thing is, anybody that learned it probably was told that they can't teach it. So. It's not, it's, it's not something that you. you got to remember, Sayada was the extreme 
I mean, I'm sure he's a lot mild, more uh, mild than he used to be, but he was the extreme rebel. <laughs> so anything, you know, like, and I hate to say it like this, but he was the Frank Lucas of the spiritual world. He <laughs> straight, uncut from the mother from Asia, you know, and he gave it to you, blue magic. So. <laughs> I mean, I hate to make that parallel, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. With especially those that know his his personality type, he's definitely he definitely brought it. But those well, of us that don't know, who's Frank Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the no, cave. I'm telling you, big kingpin. <laughs> oh, but, from uh, King of New York. No, from uh, uh, American Green, Bro. Right. Oh, 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 okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's the American gangster. Nope. Oh. Pretty good movie. Well, for those of you who do know who Frank Lucas is. I fell asleep on it. (laughs) Oh, you ain't ready. Anyway. Yeah, but we got too many imitators around here. That's why I kind of like, uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I got another tune for y'all. I don't know how I'm going to hit y'all in the head. Y'all ain't even even ready yet, but I'm going to play something. Don't hit me in the head. Hug my neck. Don't hit me in the head, please. I'm going to wrap around you on this one. How about that? How about I wrap around you? Spoken like a true Pisces. Hug me. Don't hit me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We, um... One of the one of the things all of us have um, in common is just like Cypher said, you could take one thing and practice that and be good for life. Just be good for life. But he gave us such a plethora of things that anytime like one one person may like you said he he may say mantis warm them up or uh, jazz go up there and do such and such or Jay do this or you know whatever. And it was always a time when somebody was leading class because you had to learn how to teach, you know what I'm saying, and how not to be afraid to be standing in front of somebody, right? So um, he always made it so, like like Cypher said, if you went somewhere else, that teacher or that master respected you because he saw where you were at. So this one particular uh, jam I'm getting ready to play I'm going to let this, uh, this is one of the ones we all know and love, especially Arlene. Arlene will say, we're not going to get in no circle? We will start in the middle, standing in our void position like so, and relax the body. Get very dropped and at ease, very natural. As we begin, let's look at some variations of the heaven palm posture to walk the circle. Keeping the palm here. Begin lifting it upward until you're holding it at about shoulder height. Notice elbows are below the shoulder, wrist is above, hand is not caught, but relaxed. Lift. This is almost a static posture with a moving stance. So it's like standing meditation, but it's being done while you're moving. Walk the circle with this and then you turn, go in, flow back out walking. Do this as often as you like, as many times as you like, turning, dropping the energy, 
rising with the energy. Use all of the principles you've already learned up to this point. Turn to the outside as well. Just make sure the hand movements match the body and foot movements as you move. Don't worry about your breathing. Let yourself breathe naturally. Outside turns and inside turns. And the Bakwazong Nine Dragon System utilizes this penetrating wind palm in the circle walk. So we begin, relax. We begin walking the circle with the wind palm. So it's almost like a bird's wing hanging down. You can hold it here, you can hold it in the divided position. You can also hold it in the Tai G position. Any of these are correct techniques or methods. Let's look at it here. Vertical walk, like this. Twin water palm here. Circle. Flow gently around the circle, relax. Just almost meditating as you're walking. Turn, slow down, go back up. We call this a single palm change with each of the postures you make like this. Turn inside, turn outside. Inside and outside. You'll notice just then one of the illustrations. This was incorrect, turning here, dropping the arm down, the body not moving. You're going to turn to the outside as you move, or to the inside as you move. As you're walking, make sure when you make the turn that the hands are all part of the action, everything moves together. Don't move and then move your hands like that. Always move. Everything is a part of the whole. Each thing, as you turn, as you move. It's you posture. Holding the palm in a position, walking, sets a neurological response into the body and allows you to move from any position into that posture very rapidly, almost always at the same space, at the same place. That can make you a lot faster in your movements. The mountain palm is still quiet, very powerful, uplifting, a lot of pressing upward type of energy and a slant. We use this to begin walking circle here. Posture. You make the twin posture, be sure to push with both hands into the center. Walk. Then turn. Turn. Drop down. Lift up. Walk. Turn. Down. Up. Turn. High cheek posture. Down. Press out. Press in, walk, change, palm, out, palm, in, change, play, outside, turn, press, walk. Looking at the earth palm twisting, we can still walk the circle using this concept as well. You can use all the basic palms to walk the circle. Start with the earth palm in the middle. You can walk the circle with it in the twin position. Practice the dragon step. Practice the phoenix step. Practice all of the turning motions. Each time you turn, turn in, and turn out. Then you can switch this palm to this palm position. Either one. Walk the circle. Make the change, turn, change, change, so that you put the energy in each step. That's an important point. 
I'll look off at a tangent. If you look off to the rear, look back to the center again. No, no. And walk. So that I can direct my attention everywhere. Keep the gaze spread out wide. Don't look narrow. Okay? Keep it so you can see. Bottom finger here, your upper finger here, just for some vision. Don't open your center line. Keep it close. This is really important. The thunder palm circle walk is an excellent technique to build up a great deal of internal energy. Close so this energy goes to the inside. Open so this energy goes back to the inside here. And travel. Or you can simply just close and open back to the inside. The way you do this is completely up to you. But you should practice to experience all the various methods and manners. Closing and opening. At first, though, you just simply walk the circle gently and relaxed and be really at peace. That's the idea as we move here. The fire palm. Explosive energy. Walking the circle with the fire palm. And here, circling. Keeping the energy lifting in the mind all the time. Turning here. Again, come into the Tai Chi posture. Come into the Tai Chi posture. Each time pushing, moving, controlling the energy. Go to the outside, push, lift, push, lift. Each time controlling the power from the legs up. Keep moving. Press out, press up, press in. Play with the palm until you understand how to use the energy. It's so important. Just keep using that energy until you really feel it rising out. When you come into tiger, come from the back leg with this hand. When you come with dragon, come from the front leg with this hand, like so. Come with both hands to lift. It's very powerful. Now let's look at the leg palm. Circle walking. The yin and the yang. Remember, it's like a bird sweeping the water. Here. This way and this way. Walk in a circle. Be sure and keep the head up. Tips up. Remember, you can use all of the different types of stepping patterns for walking. So it's better to use what I call the wedge principle. You come in here with a palm, let's say thunder palm, and attach it to his elbow. Right? We move here. If I control his elbow, both with a circular turn and a forward action, now I'm controlling his balance. So that's what I mean by controlling him for the first touch. If it's a crescent kick coming around here, I'm going to control the knee again, sourcing. Here. Don't try something fancy we'll talk about later, like ducking under a lot of things that you might not be able to do really fast in the street if you don't know how to do that kick. Simply move in to control the knee. That way, whether he changes his kick from here into a knee strike, you're okay. Play with this until it becomes apparent how you can transfer energy from the leg into the hand. We're just going to play with each other like two dragons flying around in clouds. The whole body's involved in the action. Play it first in the circle to get used to it. You may be getting the idea by now that each one of these techniques is really a martial art into itself. It's not just all in palm. One palm can actually be used in an offensive way against almost any technique. Simply turn like this and keep on going. Each palm moving. 
This is flying. It's called. Without a pause. In your movement, but the energy is coming up and out from the body. Traveling in and out as you move. From the legs, from the waist, and from the body. So it's always flowing. Each time, feeling the energy change. Each time, feeling the energy flow. Create variations for yourself, but stick with the principles. Walk the circle using the divided pose, keeping the hands inside, change it to a Tai Chi palm, change it to a Twin Yin palm. Lift it. Yeah, the lift is pushed by the foot. Can you feel it, music? So, but, yeah, not the music the physical. Yeah. Here. Turn. Jay, on the line. I'm on the line. Push. Coordinate each motion with low, your foot. Low, low. Each time you step. So the foot is pushing it. Yeah, like you like the foot, push the thing as you move. Try to get where you can walk smoothly and almost naturally with each palm as you make a change, like so. And you want to take each one of the palms and practice this individually. So you understand the emotional energy we talked about earlier and the body dynamics involved in each one of those palms. I get off the line and again, neutralize, but not block. This hand plows into him, lifting upward. Bang, that shocks it. And as it does, this hand comes right in with the relief. That's the ideal way to do it. Of course, it doesn't always work the ideal way when you're doing it at speed because everything changes and you have to be able to adapt and flow. That's again why I say don't try to learn a specific technique. Look at these to teach you principles, not exactly how to do it. Now, I want to make sure that I'm in the place where I'm safe, but as you begin to move, okay, I'm going to close the distance so that I'm past the impact point, see? Now I'm going to use the Shin Na method here to crack the willow branch, see? Now I want to point something out here that I think is very important. I can't hold on to it, so I have to use the turning and the circling and the compressing of the body because you can't judge how a person's going to be dressed or how they're going to set up for you. So when he comes around here, what I have to do is control the whole body with my energy, not by a grasp a grip or a grasp or something like this, but by the energy, you see? I have to control the whole thing. So that if I tried to do this technique by rolling the whole body and controlling your spine, I'm not really controlling your arm as much as I am your spine. I'm locking the arm in the little breath. That's going into your shoulders, which is going into your spine. The flow is good. Fluidity. I have to blend with you, not try to hang on to you. That's really important.
okay, what's going on? Hello? 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 Yes, hello, hello. Yeah, I think we're the only ones on here right now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, did y'all see Master Senyata's two birthday cakes? I don't know how in the world they're going to eat all of that. Where you, where you see that at? On Facebook. On Facebook, okay. A beautiful chocolate-looking cake. I'm sure it's vegan, though. And then he also has a little dainty yellow cake. Okay. I'm... Yeah. Happy birthday down in Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, happy birthday, Sunyata. So how, how, um, how old is the guy? Uh, Nobody, knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I tell you like I tell you like one of the great